Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Beautiful Thursday in South Mississippi. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Breezy outside is uh, finally we've got fall weather. Great show for you today. Coming up a little later, Ted Alexander, the voice of the Old Dominion Monarchs, uh, will join us as uh, Old Dominion makes it official. They're headed to the Sun Belt. Ted was at the press conference. We'll talk to him a little later. Uh, some JUCO games coming up tonight involving some uh, Southern Miss uh, commits, possible Southern Miss commits. We'll talk more about that And then as we continue to celebrate Southern Miss transitioning from Conference USA to the Sun Belt conference first segment of the eagle hour brought to you today and every day by dickie's barbecue in a town near you some of the best meats anywhere brisket sausage ribs i really like uh, the, uh, the the sausage extremely well cooked sides fixings all that and of course when you eat inside soft serve ice cream dickie's barbecue cooked here loved everywhere before we get to uh, to more sunbelt news from the old dominion side later in the program kelly some national championships, and before we throw it to that, I should mention, and we'll talk about this later in the program, Lady Eagles soccer team going for a West Division championship uh, later today in Hattiesburg. But before we talk division championships and conference stuff, Kelly, there's some national championships on the line at Southern Miss. Let me tell you, some of the most talented athletes on campus don't wear pads. All right, they're, they're, they're really, really good at what they do. And, and we learned about the, the program, the esports program at Southern Miss a while back. And these uh, young people are really uh, doing great things in esports. Joining us in the studio, first of all, Denny Buberg, the faculty advisor, the assistant vice president of student affairs, who kind of oversees our esports team. Later, we're going to meet Joshua Mackey, who's a graduate of Lake Cormorant High School. He is a sophomore and on Southern Miss's Rainbow Six team which beat St. John's last night and is now the number one uh, in the first place position in their league. And from the um, Overwatch team, uh, we're going to meet Sam Stackler a little bit later on as well. But let's start uh, with Denny. Denny, the, these kids are really in, in really still in infancy in the program. These kids are doing great things. They are, Kelly. And the competitive side of things, we're really only about three semesters old. The program as a whole, we're celebrating our, our second year birthday this November. And so to be in a position where four of our teams are competing for division titles and we've got one headed to a national tournament, and we're not where we want to be, obviously. We want trophies just like our traditional sports colleagues do. Um, so we know we've still got a ways to go, but we're excited with our progress. Well, there was an, there was an, uh, an event last night that could have gone either way. St. John's was in the number one position. They were. Southern Miss was number two. The mm-hmm. Eagles beat St. John's last night to take over the number one spot with only two games left in the regular season. Two to one, yes, and we're proud of them. I mean, these guys have come a long way from that first uh, fall, and, uh, you know, we're excited. We think we've got a chance with all four of our teams that are, are in that running for some hard 
Hardware this year. Now, Joshua's right next to me here, Joshua Mackey, who is on that Rainbow Six team. So, Josh, how did it come down last night? So, I remember playing the first map uh, before the map even started. The match even started. I told my team, I don't care if they're first place, I don't care if they're last place. They're another team that I know we are more than capable of beating. So after the first map, we won 7-2. Uh, we were very confident going to the second map. Now keep in mind, the second map was a map we've never played before. So we were kind of on the spot thinking, okay, what can we do to try to combat a team who has probably played this map more times than we have? So second map was, of course, we took an L that map to take it to a map three. So map three, I told my team to come. We had to take a deep breather because we didn't want to lose this. This was a first place match on the line. And this is our first time ever competing for first place in our division. So going to this third map, we took a deep breath. And in shock and awe to the casters, to everyone watching, we beat them 7-0 on the third map. And when I tell you the atmosphere in the room after we won was just... It was loud. It was very loud for like a brief second. I almost lost my voice after screaming. You know who coined that phrase, shock and awe? Who did? George H. No, George W. Bush. Oh, really? yeah. When 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 our country attacked, what? Uh, Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. It was shock and awe. That was the name of the military operation. Shock yeah. and awe. So wow. now, so now you know. Two games left now. Yes. So then what happens? Let's say you guys finish it out, uh, beating teams that you should, and you finish. In that first position, then what happens? So first place, after we get first place in our division, I we will go to playoffs. And playoffs will usually be a the first team plays the eighth place team, second place and versus seventh place team, and so on and so forth. The second place team, however, is a team we have previously lost to in the regular season, that being Ottawa University in Kansas, not Canada. It's very confusing at first. We thought they were in Canada, but they were in Kansas. They have been the only team to be able to beat us but it was not by a huge margin. It was very, very close. So the chances of that happening, I feel like it's very, very possible that we could end up playing this team again in playoffs. But when we do, it's not going to end like the first time. I guarantee and I can promise you that we will beat them the second time and take home a championship. Well, you want to be in professional wrestling. Joshua, the way that you're guaranteeing things, and it's not going to be the same as, as it was. Now, tell me about the roster of our of our Rainbow Six team. How many how many guys and gals are on the team? So, Rainbow Six Siege, we start the roster with nine people, I believe. Yes, it was nine people. But these are six on six v six. This is a five v five game, actually. Okay. So, okay. I remember coming from fall semester. We only had five people. No substitute. It was just five. To see us grab nine, almost ten players in our second semester of competing was mind-boggling to me. Unfortunately, we had some players weren't able to compete this semester due to scheduling issues. So now currently we have six, no, seven players currently. And I just want to give a quick shout out to my roster because they are some absolute great-minded people. And, I mean, I love them to death. They really, really make the game more enjoyable to me. All right, Sam Stackler, you can get in there on the microphones. Sam is on the Overwatch team uh, for Southern Miss, and he and his teammates will travel to Kissimmee, or Kissimmee, Florida, November 5th and 6th for the Southeastern Regional. And Luke Johnson, this is like the NCAA basketball tournament where they have, you know, regionals. And Southern Miss has a regional bid, and that will be uh, in Kissimmee, as we mentioned. Other teams that will be there include Clemson, Kennesaw State, App State from, uh, from the Sun Belt. So the Golden Eagles will get to see some, uh, some of their future conference uh, competition. Member of the Overwatch team, Sam, you guys heading to this national tournament now. This is, this is where it really counts now, right? Tell us more about it. Yeah, it's our uh, first 
our first tournament um, going anywhere, really. We've been online just with COVID, all that stuff. So actually going to see other schools we're going to be playing against that we've been playing against for a while now will be interesting for sure. And just that next level of competition. So is this do. a one and done kind of thing? Uh, yeah, a single elimination bracket. Wow, so you could go all the way down there and... Yeah. <laughs> be, be We're one. hoping not. Yeah, well, of course not, but one and done. So how has the Overwatch team... Uh, obviously, you must guys be pretty good to get the regional bid. Yeah, I, we're okay. No, uh, we're pretty good. Um, we last semester was our first semester competing for real intercollegiately, and we ended third in our division. Um, not really our result we wanted, but then this semester we've been going for it all. Really, we've had a couple of losses where I've had to tell my team like, "Hey, we bounce back." Like what Josh was saying, we're going to beat them next time. Um, we made dumb mistakes, that kind of stuff. But we've been going good so far. We haven't. With our main roster, we haven't lost a single point, actually. Wow. So we're doing pretty well. I, I think that's why we're going to that. Yeah, eSports have come a long way since Pac-Man and, uh, and, and all those uh, Donkey Kong and, and some of those things. <laughs> Denny, I want you to get back in there and tell us about how, um, how the university has embraced the eSports teams. You guys now have a facility that you're looking at in the union. Uh, there are businesses that are sponsoring this team. The university's even kicking in a little bit. So eSports really booming on campus. Well, we have identified a facility, and we're working towards a build-out on that. But that's a competitive space for our teams, our men and women, to play. And we are also building our production capability because live streaming is a big chunk of the esports industry. And so we are just shy of being able to actually go live with video. We've got a couple more things left to do, and that should be up and running. So everybody out there in the listening audience can actually tune in and watch us, uh, watch these guys and gals. Uh, participating online, uh, hopefully before the end of the fall semester. So how many teams do we have at Southern Miss? We ha- we support five titles right now. Uh, Overwatch and Rainbow Six Siege, which Sam and Josh represent. Uh, League of Legends, which is really uh, prevalent in some of the Mississippi high schools right now. There's about 65 to 75 schools in the state that are uh, sponsoring teams. Uh, Rocket League and Call of Duty, too. But Call of Duty is about to transition. There's a new Call of Duty version coming out. So we're excited to see where that goes. Uh, so no, no Tiger Woods. Uh. There is there there are there are Tiger Woods out there, but I don't think it's quite risen to the level that these guys are at yet. So who's handling the recruiting now, Denny? Even though neither one of these particular teams are, are going to be decimated by graduate graduation, um, who, very quickly, who's handling the rec- recruiting? Well, it's an all hands on deck okay. uh, aspect. Admissions plays a role in that. Uh, the undergraduate scholarships office plays a role in that. We have a leadership team of staff, and then of course a player. Well, we want to wish the best of luck to the Rainbow Six team as they defeated St. John's last night and uh, the Overwatch team headed to Kissimmee, Florida, November 5th and 6th. Danny, thanks for everything that, that you do. Guys, thanks for being here. Good luck and we're with you win or tie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> win, you so much. I don't know if there's a tie in esports, but nonetheless, <laughs> when we come back, things are happening at Old Dominion. We're going to be talking with Ted Alexander as the Monarchs have officially joined the Sunbelt Conference. Luke Johnson will rejoin us as well as the Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Southern Miss to the top. Eagle Hour continues on a Thursday. Breezy Thursday here in South Mississippi. 
Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, and Laurel's second segment brought to you as it is every day by Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg and worldwide campusbookmark.net where they will ship your Golden Eagle swag straight to your house. Campus Bookmark. Proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Well, uh, Southern Miss getting a, a new friend, a familiar friend, but a, a another friend going with them to the Sun Belt Conference. Old Dominion University uh, announcing, making an official earlier today that they are headed to the Sun Belt to talk to us about that. Ted Alexander has been on the show many times. He's the voice of the Old Dominion Monarchs, and Ted joins us uh, from Virginia. Ted, thanks for coming on today. Not a problem. The Sun Belt just got a lot more fun, didn't it? It sure, it sure did. And so you were at that press conference. A lot of things uh, the athletic director said, and and we'd like to kind of hear um, what Wood Selig said. Simply to to kind of hear it as we we had Jeremy McLean on yesterday. But seems as if kind of the the same token. Both schools feel like uh, more than just AD speak, Ted. That the Sun Belt is the uh, will be probably the best conference in the Group of Five in the next few years. You know, the, the, the institutions involved in the Sun Belt are up and, up and coming. They're making the necessary improvements to get better across the board in all sports. And then, of course, you know, here and there we all need to make improvements. But uh, I love the excitement. I love one of the things uh, Dr. Selig, the AD here at ODU, said uh, earlier today. He said the Sun Belt knows where it is and knows what it is and knows what it wants to be and understands sort of its lane and that's not trying to knock on the door like a like a a, a, a left behind dog scratching at the door of the power five no the the sun don't knows what it is and i think it's going to be the greatest group of five conference around and, and we're thrilled to be part of it. Thinking about you know the the footprint of it and and you guys are at the north end of it we're kind of in the the dead middle of it has there been any you know pushback at all from uh, from Old Dominion fan base or or, or con thinking that you guys are at the north of the footprint you know if it, if James Madison comes you are closer to them but Marshall's still five hours away uh, what has kind of been if if any any negative response or concern about you know it being spread out I, I think. The only negative response has been those that, that think Old Dominion should jump into the ACC the day after tomorrow, and that's just unrealistic. <laughs> and keep in mind, the, the, the footprint uh, that we're coming from in Conference USA is Godzilla-like, and it's a smaller footprint uh, than that one, and that is a step in the right direction, figuratively and literally speaking. All right, Ted, there, there are reports that, uh, and as confirmed by Commissioner Gill a couple days ago, the Sun Belt uh, is not finished yet, according to Commissioner Gill. And there are reports that Marshall from Conference USA and that James Madison would also be joining the Sun Belt. I know that uh, the James Madison-Old Dominion rivalry goes back about a million years. Um, so hypothetically, you know, if Old Dominion comes, what would that mean for the ODU fan base and just for that rivalry? in general it would mean everything uh the one thing that the, the folks have missed is a rival uh, where they can jump in the car and go up there in whatever sport and scream and rant and rave because remember in neighborhoods around here just like they are in in, in hattiesburg and around you've, get, you've got fans of both those teams you, my nephew goes to james madison university for god's sake and so the, they're the ties that are deeply formed ties between the two institutions and oh by the way the uh, the competition has been pretty stiff as well monarchs clinched their mythical conf- uh, caa title when they were in the transition year to go to 
uh, FBS, they wanted up at Bridgeforth Stadium in uh, in Harrisonburg. So there's a huge uh, history between the two, as you mentioned, and it would do nothing but just make a lot of fans happy because it's happy because you can go start screaming at your neighbor again, and it means something. Now we're just kind of we're just kind of uh, sitting here at the table, just kind of talking. But I compared James Madison a lot to Georgia Southern. Uh, Georgia Southern has had a rich football tradition. Uh, James Madison certainly has two at their level. Georgia Southern did at that level. And Georgia Southern has continued to compete coming up to the highest level. Is that, a, is that a fair comparison, Georgia Southern, to James Madison from your experience? I think it is. Both have been really successful at the FC level, FCS level. And if you add to other sports for JMU, I mean, they, they were in the national championship mix in softball this past year. They've been really good in some of the Olympic sports as well. They're, they're very good. And I think their fan base has been chopping at the bit to get to FBS. They've been there, done that at the FCS level and done it very well. What they can, what can they do at the largest level or the highest level is something their fan base has been wondering for a long time. And, and, uh, who knows what'll happen happen down the road, but it would be great to have him on board. Did, yeah. did, did, did Athletic Director Dr. Seelig say that he had been in touch with Jeremy McLean at all at Southern Miss about any potential moves for both schools? Uh, I have not spoken with Dr. Seelig about specific conversations he, he's had in advance of, of today's announcement, but I'm sure, you know, they, they've been uh, conference mates for, for eight years or so now, and so those conversations always go along, and, and as we all know, these, uh, these conversations uh, sometimes uh, seem innocent enough years out, but uh, when crunch time hits, they can oftentimes, the relationship you've created, bear fruit, and I think that's what happened here. Sure, and and did, did you get any sense or, or of, of what kind of the timeline was really we, it was really funny because we thought it was just smoke, but probably it was probably eight weeks ago, this message came out, you know, on a James Madison board, and it was going to be all four schools that we anticipate: Marshall, James Madison, Old Dominion, Southern Miss, looking to go to the Sun Belt. And then it died down. It seemed like maybe Old Dominion and James Madison weren't there. And then in the last, I guess, uh, first part of last week, Old Dominion, James Madison come up, and then you guys join right after Southern Miss. Is, uh, did you get any frame of any timeline whatsoever? Not really, but you know, when you, you walk out your front door and you smell a little smoke, you start thinking about where that smoke might be coming from and whether it's leading to a, a nothing or a small fire or an inferno. And so far, so good for that, uh, the smoke leading to the Sunbelt Conference. And, and it certainly has officially for Old Dominion and Southern Miss. And, and uh, who knows what will happen in the next couple of weeks. But uh, you heard the Commissioner Gill say he's not yet done and we'll have yeah. to wait and see what happens there but again it's it's if those things happen it would be just logical and and it's nice to apply logic to college sports uh every now and then when you get the opportunity to because so many times you don't yeah absolutely so southern miss fans obviously excited about football but let's talk about a sport that old dominion brings really strong to the the other two sports basketball and then what we're all excited about baseball ted what type of baseball conference is this going to be when it starts and i guess 2024 will be the first baseball season this has a real chance to be a top three baseball conference in the country oh no doubt about it and that's that's the one thing you know old, old dominion coming off the cusa title uh last year uh saw the excitement that that can bring not only winning the championship but the battles you go through just to get in position to do that and then i thought to myself uh-oh uh you know what happens when we go 
to a new conference, out of Conference USA, one of the top baseball conferences in the league. Well, then I told myself, well, Rice and Charlotte and, and FAU are already leaving Conference USA. Southern Miss is coming along with you. And suddenly I felt a lot better. And then you say, oh, by the way, Coastal won it all a few years ago. And you've got uh, other schools in the league that have just been really good year after year after year. And, and I think uh, uh, the addition of the Golden Eagles and the Monarchs will do nothing but help uh, rise the tide in the Sun Belt in terms of baseball profile. And I hear tell that James Madison has really pumped a lot of money into their, their facilities over there athletically. Yes, Ted? Yes, uh, they've, they've got a beautiful football facility, uh, and they are just opening a brand-new basketball facility this season. And the Monarchs have played uh, the, the Dukes uh, in non-conference basketball ever since we left the CAA, and, and, and it'll just be nice to, to make the, uh, the short trip up to Harrisonburg and, and Duke fans making the opposite trip here to Norfolk to, uh, to keep that battle going and really renewing it uh, as, as newbies if that happens to be the case. I wonder, all of us, you guys, just again sitting around the table thinking, I wonder how much of this movement would have taken place had there been any perceived leadership at Conference USA? How much of this lays at the feet of the perceived lack of leadership at Conference USA? Luke, what do you think? I, I think a lot of it uh, is is what, what I heard, and, and Ted, you can comment on this if you heard from this from the press conference today. Jeremy McClain and Rodney Bennett both mentioned the leadership decisions that Keith Gill and the Sun Belt had made over the last few years that had grown this conference, and I kind of took that as there that's been lacking in Conference USA. I, I think just regional logic is is a huge thing. Uh, when it comes to travel for the student athletes and missing classes and doing that type of thing, it's just it's just something that it's 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 like the uh, the, the the dock on a busy harbor where the waves just keep crashing into it. You're going to see some erosion, and and that's what's happened. And I saw it, I, I think when they saw the the regional. Uh, footprint of the Sun Belt or the new Sun Belt come up, it just made more sense. And that plus you have, add the ESPN uh, contracts, which are just solid and take out a lot of the guesswork for fans when it comes to finding your athletic events. And I, I just think those types of things in front of CUSA leadership, I would think, from this end. Absolutely. Well, Ted, we know one thing. We're going together, and uh, we look forward not only to continue next couple years in Conference USA, but, man, you'll continue to be on our show. We'll both be members of the Sun Belt. Thanks for taking time and hopping on the Eagle Hour with us today. My pleasure. Always uh, great to talk to you guys, and uh, great to jump into a new experience with the Golden Eagles and their fan base. Good stuff. That's Ted Alexander, the voice of the Old Dominion Monarchs, joining us on the Eagle Hour today. We'll step aside, come back. Big soccer game going down in about an hour and a half. Lady Eagles have a chance to win a division championship today. We'll talk about that after this. Stick with us on the Eagle Hour. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back in Hattiesburg and Laurel at the First Bank Studios, Kelly Sander, Luke Johnson, and producer-engineer Michael Mergens. This third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill, your official viewing station for Atlanta Braves baseball as the Braves try to bring home the hardware and win the World Series title, the World Championship against those 
scoundrel Houston Astros. A lot of viewing um, of not only that, but uh, college football tonight, tomorrow, and all day Saturday, including the Eagles going up against Middle Tennessee at 4th Street Bar and Grill with their eight ninety five daily lunch special right there in the shadow of the rock. We thank the 4th Street Bar and Grill for their support. A uh, couple of notes. The eSports team for Southern Miss that joined us earlier, their website is usm.edu forward slash eSports. So if you want to learn more about them, usm.edu slash eSports. And their Instagram and and all other social media presence are also um, at that address. So lots of other things to talk about. We're going to talk about the big uh, soccer match coming up in a little while where the Lady Eagles can make history. And, you know, Luke, the, the cusp of that interview with, with Ted Alexander, this was something that we were talking about over a month ago. And I think the biggest question everybody had and probably still has to a smaller degree is, where does James Madison fit into all this and, and where did they come from? But all the money that they've put into their facilities there and the rivalry with Old Dominion, I can't help but think that in the discussions, Old Dominion had to go to bat for James Madison and say, look, we, we want the, if we're coming, we want them to come too. Is that reasonable? Yeah, I, I think so. And, and it, I, I like what Southern Miss is getting on a bigger scale than them. It's a rivalry. And so they have somebody up there. And when you look at it, probably the, the person they're closest to, I mean, you, you go down to Boone, but I mean, James Madison makes perfect sense for them. And it, you know, you forget Old Dominion moved up. Uh, they were an independent in 2013, joined Conference USA in the 2014. So this makes perfect sense. They were in the Colonial, you know, before with James Madison. So it's great for them. I, I thought this was a, a few different quotes. These are coming from Chris Van and any of the Athletic. This is at the press conference today, and kind of the same thing you hear. So this is what uh, Dr. Selig from uh, Old Old Dominion, the uh, the Athletic Director. This is what he said. Talking about Conference USA, we thought we might lose two or four and we could overcome that. But when you lose six teams, you have to evaluate the long-term viability. We felt stability and regionality needed to be a focal point, and the Sun Belt offered both. And then he took a shot. Seems like it was a shot against the AAC. They haven't. He's talking about the Sun Belt. They haven't tried to be anyone they're not. They haven't tried to be a power six. They haven't tried to state claims they can't back up competitively. They know who they are. That's pretty pretty straightforward from the old Dominion athletic director. And it's it's all about brand. And the Conference USA, he talked about you know the footprint. Uh, Ted Alexander was talking about the footprint of the Sun Belt being much smaller. And, and like Conference USA was, was spread out all over, which makes things more expensive to travel. But it also doesn't give you the ability to develop any intense uh, rivalries. So this this phrase that the Sun Belt knows who it is. It's a regional conference uh, that wants to develop, you know, rivalries that are close by. And um, I think I think that's been the consistent comment that all the athletic directors and presidents have made. And everyone fits in that mold. So we'll see. Uh, reports are uh, that still to come that Marshall will will announce that it is leaving Conference USA for the Sun Belt and that James Madison would also leave for the Sun Belt, and then that would be it. Now, we talked about you know Old Dominion and Marshall and James Madison. They would all be in the Eastern Division of, uh, of the Sun Belt, 
and the Eagles would be in there with the Warhawks of, of Louisiana Monroe and, and South Al, of course, the Cajuns at Louisiana Lafayette, you know, among others, uh, Arkansas State. So it looks like this thing is shaping up almost, uh, as the Emperor said in Star Wars, exactly as he had envisioned. You know. Yeah, and, and when you look at the geography, that's what I'm staring at real quick. You know, Old Dominion, you think about Virginia, and they're on the far eastern coast. They're three and a half hours from James Madison, but, you know, App State's in western North Carolina. They're like five and a half hours away. So Old Dominion, um, the closest they've got is three and a half hours. I think what this shows is, Kelly, how fortunate the Golden Eagles are in their geographic footprint. It, this is something that you, you don't get very often. I mean, even in old school conference USA, you had UAB three and a half, you had Tulane, you know, two, and then you had Memphis like, you know, four, four and a half. Eagles much more, even than the old school conference USA, much closer in terms of footprints, especially when you look at a team like Old Dominion. And I think you mentioned it yesterday. Look at the fan bases. These schools, their fan bases travel pretty well. Well, the Eagle fan base hasn't really been able to travel in record numbers because they've had to go to El Paso or they've had to go, you know, to all these other places that are that are that are far and away. Well, now you know South Al's an hour and a half. Monroe is what two and a half, three. Maybe Lafayette is probably three and a half. Um, so you can you can Troy is not but four. And again, Georgia State's in Atlanta, yeah. but you could fly over for next to nothing as many flights as go over there every day or drive it. So it's going to mean that travelers are going to come to Hattiesburg in this case and fill some seats. And likewise, Golden Eagle fans will travel to fill up stadium seats in other locations. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Southern Miss is right smack. You know, Hattiesburg's called the hub city. Southern Miss in this league could be called the hub team because it's right in the middle about two or three hours away just, from everybody. Just don't take that for granted because it's difficult for, for, uh, for that to happen. All right, big stuff today. Golden Eagle soccer team, first place in the West. They're 4-1-2, 8-3-2 and two, three, or eight, three and two overall. They have an opportunity to win their first ever in school history Conference USA West Division title. An hour and 16 minutes away, 3 p.m. at the soccer complex in Hattiesburg. Golden Eagles will take on the Lady Roadrunners from UTSA. This series is tied 3-3. Three to three. Three, uh, three wins, three losses for the Lady Eagles. Last time they, they met, Lady Eagles won 2 to nothing. All the Lady Eagles have to do today is win or tie. Win or tie, they will win the West, be the number one seed. They'll actually get a bye in the conference tournament and uh, we'll get uh, the opportunity to, to be the one seed. Just a couple notes today. Um, Blessing Kingsley, she's a sophomore. She leads Conference USA with seven points and three golds during Conference USA. Alice Campos also with that same amount. Golden Eagles with a just a tremendous amount of young talent. And, of course, seniors like uh, Macy Pennington. But the senior goalkeeper, Kendall Mendich, is going down as one of the greatest soccer players to ever come through the Southern Miss soccer program. She is already the all-time leader in shutouts and will have the opportunity, depending on what they do in the tournament, to end up in school history with total wins and total saves. Right now in this season, she has the single-season single record for, for wins and shutouts. She's also been a Conference USA All-Tournament team, Conference USA uh, commissioner's academic and a three-time Conference USA goalkeeper of the week. So in about an hour and 15 minutes, if you're in Hattiesburg, go cheer on the Lady Eagles. And one thing we've seen, Kelly, at home games, 
particularly in the last month or so, Coach Mo talked about it. The student athletes come out and support other student athletes. So many football players were out there the last time the Lady Eagles played. They can clinch a division championship today. And a lot of social media presence. The, the soccer team has been showing here the last week or so, openly inviting people, hey, come on and, and join us. Uh, because it's always easy to be the negative Nelly or the Debbie Downer in the room. But here you've got an opportunity to cheer a sure enough bona fide uh, championship team and a home game uh, that can clinch it all. And again, they, all they have to do is tie. Okay, not that that's easy to do, but I'm just saying uh, they don't even necessarily have to win it outright just to tie. But uh, a little bit of that energy and enthusiasm goes a long way, and it's a team that that certainly uh, deserves it. So if you do have that opportunity, uh, get out there uh, today. Meanwhile, some big uh, junior college football games around as teams juggle for final positions, Luke, uh, going to the playoffs. And uh, Jones is certainly in that mix in the South Division. Yeah, Jones uh, tied in first place. There's uh, two two other teams, Gulf Coast and Hines. Jones lost as the number one team in the country last week, lost their first game and their first uh, South Division game against Gulf Coast. And so really the way it shapes up tonight, Jones has to win to get in. Hines has to win to get in. If those two teams would win, Gulf Coast would be on the outside looking in. Wow. Hines is um, at Pearl River tonight. Gulf Coast is host Southwest on Saturday, and then Jones goes to Wesson tonight to take on Colin. I know on your side of it, man, Gulf Coast never pulls for Pearl River, but, man, they're cheering for uh, for Pearl River tonight indeed because Gulf Coast would have to have a Jones or Hines loss to get in the playoffs. Really, if, if, uh, if Hines and Jones take care of business tonight, then Gulf Coast is re- essentially playing for nothing but a moral victory. Yep. Saturday against yep. Southwest, which is a team they should beat. Although Southwest handled uh, Pearl River last week, uh, forty-eight to twenty-four. So I hear what you're saying. Yeah, t- tonight all the Bulldog fans are saying we are all Wildcats tonight. But uh, Hines definitely the favorite in that game tonight. MACCC, the toughest league in America, Mississippi's Association of Community College Conference. Of course, uh, that that kick for uh, for Jones College is at six thirty tonight, being on the road. Starting at 7 o'clock, Mark Easley and I will be on the broadcast here on Super Talk Laurel, 99.3. Just Lane Kiffin's show goes up till 7. So as soon as Coach Kiffin's show goes off, we will uh, we will pick it up. You wonder why that is? Well, Super Talk has got a little thing going with Ole Miss. Anyway, that's what happens. And uh, But good stuff tonight. Southern Miss commits playing in different areas of the state. Hey, we're going to step aside. Last commercial break, and we'll be back. Close out the Eagle Hour right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Thursday. Brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training. DBATHattiesburg.com. They're on Hardy Street. They helped me run a 5240. Can help you too. DBAT D1. Proud sponsors of the fourth segment every day of the Eagle Hour. Michael producing for Kelly and me, Luke Johnson. We're in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. First Bank, been there for you for over 100 years. Go find them out on Highway 98 and all across South Mississippi, home of the Perfect 10, Reggie Kelly, your First Bank. There for you, 
If you uh, listen to this later, we hope that you are uh, obviously have downloaded not just this episode, but many other episodes, because we're in podcast form, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcast. I, I like the podcast form, um, so when I'm going back just listening to how rough I sound on a daily basis, I can just fast-forward it through it. A little easier than an Internet browser, but you can always go to the Super Talks webpage and listen to us in podcast form or on demand. Beach Volleyball with their uh, first fall I'm sorry, second fall tournament. They head down to Gulf Shores to take on Tulane, Florida State, Spring Hill College, and LSU. Lady volleyball team, or beach volleyball team, will uh, be on Saturday. Four matches a full day in Gulf Shores. Kelly tonight, trick-or-treat at the Pete. Yeah, kids can get their uh, costumes or not. You know, and and head to the Pete. Is that is that uh, six, six to yeah. seven thirty? I think, isn't it? Michael's going. Yeah. Yep, taking Piper. Okay, good. From What's six. Piper dressing up as Owlet from PJ Mask. Google it. Is that like TJ Maxx's sister or what? Yes. What is... No, it's a bunch of kids that fight crime at night in their PJs. It's a book mm. series. There's uh, a cartoon that she's obsessed with. So she's the uh, Owlet character which is the, the little girl character on it and she's trick excited. or treat at the pete it's free so margins you don't even have to open up the wallet i know free that's candy. why we're going <laughs> and actually tonight as well uh melissa Socher, who's been on the program here from mississippi made anymore they are going to be there uh raising money for corky palmer's campaign that we've been talking about on this show i think they're up to about fourteen thousand five hundred dollars in raffle ticket sales they're going to be there tonight to take contributions or to sell those uh tickets live they'll have balloons for the kids so that's another thing that you'll want to avail yourself to tonight at trigger treat for the pete some of the southern miss baseball players will be there and if you don't get to see them tonight then luke uh, will be able to see him tomorrow at the hattiesburg country club because uh coach scott barry's having a big, uh, big day of golf tomorrow. They hope it's not as windy as it is today. That would wreak havoc on golfers. But um, fundraiser tomorrow at Hattiesburg Country Club, and we'll be broadcasting live. We will. We'll be live there. The the wind, the breeze would help my slice. It may, may keep it from going out off the uh, right side of the fairway. We'll be there tomorrow at the Hattiesburg Country Club. Keller Bradford uh, going to give us a little insight of you know some Sun Belt. He, he played there, and, of course, uh, get a little – Fall ball uh, report. Jody Lott will be sitting in us from the the mayor of the roost and, and the dugout club. That's happening tomorrow. I don't think we're going to see Scott Barry as Mr. Clean tonight, though. That's kind of Bob kind of told us that a couple weeks ago that I think Coach Barry just uh, may have laid Mr. Clean to rest after a year hiatus last year because we didn't have trick or treat at the Pete. But you can see tonight your favorite Golden Eagle. Uh, and I think softball is going to be there too. Baseball and softball are going to be there, and they're going to dress up also. So, Michael, are you just going along as dad, or are you going to dress up as anything like Alice Cooper or what? Yeah, I thought about that. I don't want to scare people, and that I have to explain to people who Alice Cooper is because you know the young kids they they don't they don't listen to the the good stuff. So, it, just dad, <laughs> just dad. Yeah. Did, did Piper? I know Piper's a big Kiss fan. Did she? Uh, did she ever go dressed up as? She wants to, but we're going to wait till she's a little bit older. But yeah, she's brought that. That's up. smart. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's smart. So we'll be at uh, Hattiesburg Country Club uh, tomorrow. You got the opportunity to go to Trick or Treat at the Pete tonight, six to seven thirty. There will be a costume contest at seven fifteen. All right, Sander, football tonight. Little Sun uh, Sun Belt Fun Belt action. Troy goes to Conway, South Carolina, to take on Coastal Carolina. That game on ESPN two at six thirty p.m. Coastal a seventeen point favorite on ESPN South Florida at East Carolina AAC action. East Carolina, a nine and a half point favorite in that one. 
And then in the National Football League, kind of you look up and you're like, oh, wow, the Arizona Cardinals are 7-0 and hosting the Packers on Fox tonight. Tell you what, Cliff Kingsbury gets fired and gets hired as an NFL coach after being fired as a, as a, uh, as a college coach at Texas Tech. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. Some good football on tonight. And lots of times these coaches will say they'd rather be in the pros anyway, not necessarily that they make more money. I don't know how the salaries compare. But they don't have to worry about the, the trials and tribulations of daily recruiting. You know, re- when coaches retire, man, they'll say the, the grind of recruiting can really that, – that wreaks more havoc on the family than playing the games during the regular season. But I'll tell you what I learned this year being a Bengals fan. Aaron Rodgers, like him or not, He's a pretty doggone good quarterback. And um, this might be one, if if you were going to go out on the limb for one this weekend, this might not be a bad play, Uh, Green Bay, you know, beating Arizona. Just saying. Yeah. J.J. Watt, I think, out for the year for like the 15th year in a row. Right, yeah, he's got got season-ending surgery. Right, Rough stuff. Anyway. Appreciate you listening today. We're going to be live at the Hattiesburg Country Club tomorrow for the Scott Berry Golf Classic Tournament to raise funds for Southern Miss Baseball. going to be an awesome day tomorrow. Golden Eagles getting ready to head up to Murfreesboro tomorrow to take on Middle Tennessee Saturday. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Appreciate Ted Alexander and the Southern Miss E-Gaming Esports team coming on today. Thank you for joining us. We'll catch you tomorrow. And as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.